the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. Take a look at birthdays here. Smash daily as is always. Four. I had to remember myself. Four to six o'clock. <laughs> My day through Friday here. 107.1 FM, the big Z. Who remembers Melanie Chisholm? Sporty Spice, daggone. Spice Girls. Sporty Spice is 47 years old today. Sporty Spice, man. I used to love the Spice Girls. Not for their music, just the Spice Girls. You know, I'm, I'm a dad watching the Spice Girls. My daughter loved the Spice Girls. I'm looking at the Spice Girls thinking, I certainly hope my daughter don't grow up to be something like this. But hey, Sporty Spice, bravo. Scary Spice was my favorite, though, because she always wearing, uh, you know, army fatigues and all that. Scaring people, I love that. Jeff Bezos, entrepreneur. They call him <laughs> founder and CEO of Amazon, owner of the Washington Post. This dude who's a very well-shaven young man, I must say. I mean, he shaves his, I let my beard grow and shave just the top of my head. But he is 57. The owner of Amazon is 5'7", 57 years old today. Didn't he get a divorce from his wife? She got like half of his wealth which is like into the billions because he won't go out and be a playboy and everything. What's he going to do? What you going to tell? The reporter, broadcast journalist, chief international anchor for CNN, Christian Amanpour is 63 today. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. I used to be his announcer for two years. I used to be the announcer for DC 101 radio. He was on DC 101. And they were looking for an afternoon guy. They asked me if I'd have any interest. I said, sure. They fly me out to DC. And they said, okay, you're going to be on with Howard Stern for two mornings. And we're going to see how you do and see how it happens. And so I was on for two mornings. It was me and Stern and Robin Quivers, who is his his partner uh, on the air. Robin Quivers, she just sat back. And I was more or less a male Robin Quivers just bouncing off the stuff that Stern was doing. So the first morning went good. I couldn't believe that this guy was getting away with that kind of stuff on the air, the kind of stuff that he did, the controversial, the (laughs) seven bad words bad. It was spectacular. And then I came on the second morning. 
and the second morning was even better than the first. So they called me in the office immediately after the show. So we'd like you to start up stern in the morning, smash in the afternoon. I said, sure. That sounded good to me. So after about six months of negotiation, we got the contract, and I was ready to leave Indianapolis and move to Washington, D.C. So I'm in the hotel. It's me and my wife. We're in the hotel. And it was the first morning I was supposed to check in. I wasn't supposed to be on the air yet, but just check in with management. The general manager's name, the guy who hired Howard, hired me. It was a guy named Goff. Godfrey was his name, but everybody called him Goff. Goff Labar. And this was about the sharpest uh, radio mind I ever worked for. And Goff knew radio. He, he knew radio because of two reasons. Number one, he understood sales. And number one, A, he understood talent. He understood the show. He understood show business. We ruled D.C. for the eight years I was there. Stern ruled D.C. prior to my getting there. So I'm there that, that first morning. I wake up and I'm listening to Stern in the hotel room. And he is bad-mouthing the general manager who hired him. I mean, bad-mouthing him, bad. The worst thing I can say is that he was calling him, instead of Golf Labar, Labar he was calling him Goof Laboof. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, this stuff goes here? Because in Indianapolis, that wouldn't have gone. I'm coming out of Indianapolis, happy-go-lucky Hoosier State. And I thought, man, this is going to be magnificent. So I look at my wife. She's still laying in bed. We just woke up. I said, man, if this guy don't get fired today, I don't know what. I'm talking about Stern. <laughs> Stern got me my job there. Stern and me became friends off of that old deal. And the crazy part about it is I get to DC 101. My appointment's 10 a.m. I'm there. Secretary says, Reception, well, I don't think they call them secretaries no more. They call them receptionists no more. What do you call them folks who do that kind of work? Anyway, back then they were secretaries. Secretary says, Mr. Labar is unable to talk with you right now. He's meeting with Howard. I'm thinking in my mind, yeah, I bet he is. He's meeting with Howard. Could you wait for a, a little bit? I said, sure. So I'm sitting there, I'm swearing to you. Two and a half hours later, they come out and get me. I go back to Mr. Labar's office. He looks at me. He says, I fired Howard today. You start tomorrow doing mornings. I think, wait a minute. I signed on for afternoons. I don't want to wake up that early. And uh, I started the next day doing mornings after Stern got fired. And uh, he went crazily, I don't know how this happened because usually they have what's called uh, these clauses, radius clause in a contract. You're not allowed to go to another station without some sort of penalty. And so he went to our competitor, Wava, W-A-V-A. And he was on Wava in the morning, smash in the morning now. Well, I'm getting all these calls that I am the jerk who fired Stern. <laughs> I mean, I, I was live with uh, Stern about a number of years later. Uh, because he was doing that movie, Private Parts, and so they called me for some info and some tapes that I had and everything, and we were laughing about it and all that. That was a pretty funny time. But Howard Stern, to did 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 diddly day. And he just signed like a five-year deal with Sirius for something like $20 million a year. 
67 years old today, Howard Stern. Ricky Van Shelton, the country western singer. Country western, I said. He is 69. Kirstie Alley, you remember her from Cheers? Boy, she was always like a really good-looking girl, and then she was up and down in weight all the time. I didn't really feel sorry for her. I understood. I'm up and down in weight all the time all my life, too. Kirstie Alley. Seven zero, seventy years old. Unbelievable. Boy, how many people were pissed when this dude got the Medal of Freedom or whatever uh, Trump gave to him? Rush Limbaugh, 70 years old today. And this dude right here was fantastic on all the talk shows. And he would do, they weren't really magic tricks, but they were like paranormal type of tricks. And everybody was like in awe of this dude. He is 86 years old today, and he had what we back in those days called the Bill Cullen Coke bottle glasses because his glasses were so thick, they were like the bottom of Coke bottles. And Bill Cullen, who was a game show host at that time, I think, ah, I was going to say, to tell the truth, I don't know. Anyway, the amazing Kreskin. I loved Kreskin. 86 years old today. Some of those who are living, let's take a look at some of those who, had they lived, ah, I'm looking right here, Joe Frazier. I love Joe Frazier. He would have been 77 had he lived. Professional boxer, everybody knows Joe Frazier. The thriller in Manila, him and Ali. When I was working for uh, Butch Lewis, I believe it was, shoot, I don't know, in the 80s sometime. I was his ring announcer. They'd fly me around the country, and I'd be in the ring. And, you know, I didn't do that, let's get ready to rumble. I didn't do none of that stuff. I did, are you ready to rock the house? And the crowd would be all screaming and everything. Well, they picked me up at the airport in Mobile, Alabama. And they picked up Joe Frazier next. We're both in the same limousine. I'm talking, uh, sitting next to him. And he's telling me about all these Mercedes and Cadillacs that he had owned through the years. It was fantastic. It's kind of like, hey, Joe, uh, it's kind of like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm here to carry on conversation with you. If that's what you want to talk about, you Joe Frazier, daggone it. Thriller in Manila. Gee, my Christmas, I remember Joe Frazier, the nicest man. Joe Frazier, had he lived 77 years old today. Glenn Yarbrough, the singer, he was with the group The Limelighters, 91. Victor Moan, my mom loved Victor Moan, big crooner. He'd have been 93 had he lived. Ray Price, one of the great country western singers. 95 had he lived. Tex Ritter, 116 had he lived. Just some of the folks that are, shall we say, celebrated on this particular date of birth. Right now, though, let me flip the coin in this direction. Kids spending most our lives living in the banksters' paradise. Kids spending most our lives living in the Bitcoin paradise. Tell me why are we so blind to see? I want everyone to please start learning about a new financial system. This system is called Bitcoin. I read this off the Wall Street Journal. See, some people think all I read is comic books. Well, if you want to really call them as it is, these are comic books. Nevertheless... Wall Street, Bitcoin, the Bitcoin boom, this is the headline, the Bitcoin boom has gone into overdrive this week with prices soaring 25% in just the past five days. 
pushing the cryptocurrency past multiple milestone levels. The price of one Bitcoin, one of these Bitcoin, I'd heard about these when I first started up. Price of one of these Bitcoins topped more than $40,000, one of the coins. That's like finding, finding a pirate's treasure chest with gold doubloons in it and everything. 40 Gs. That's double the value from a little more than three years ago. One of my best friends, he's one of these Bitcoin guys. He'd tell me when he would get Bitcoin, I don't know nothing about it. So I was just happy for him. He was happy. So whatever. You know, if I ever got to see one of them Bitcoins, I'd put it between my teeth and try to break it like we used to do the old gold coins. That way we know if it's real metal or not. But I don't know how you can do that nowadays. So I said, my man, I'm not going to use his name because I said, my man, you want to come on the air and talk Bitcoin with me today because I don't understand it. Smash listeners don't understand it. He said, no, but I got a guy. I got a guy who knows Bitcoin like nobody else in the United States knows Bitcoin. And that is this young man right here. His name is Steve Schwartz going to Washington, D.C., Steve, are you there, partner? I am, Smash. Good to talk to you, man. Good to talk to you, buddy. I am so looking forward to you explaining Bitcoin. So can you start with, with before we get to Bitcoin, this is all part of this cryptocurrency. Now, I'm Greek, and the, the crypto means hidden, means secret. What is this cryptocurrency? And then we'll get to what exactly is Bitcoin and how does Bitcoin warrant forty thousand dollars a coin well it's it's interesting that you throw that uh that that was a little uh that was greek to me in terms of uh crypto meaning um hidden mm-hmm. uh, i think what there what the thought there is is that uh for for everybody who has cryptocurrency you have a what they call a wallet mm-hmm. and that wallet is it's like an encrypted string of characters mm-hmm. it's a big long string of characters mm-hmm. so if you've got a wallet you've got essentially you're a number and uh the number is uh, it's tied to your cryptocurrency account, but it's not tied specifically to you. Mm-hmm. So where it's hidden is, is if you and I have a transaction, I have a number and you have a number. And the irony is, is that we're hidden because those numbers aren't tied to us as people or they're not tied to us by name. But yet this cryptocurrency network is actually very transparent where every single one of these transactions, you can see my number, you can see your number, and you can see the amount exchanged, but our names, our identities are hidden. Oh, and I really? think that's probably where the where that ah. high end comes from. Ah, well, why would they hide your name, man? I guess so nobody could find you on that, uh, that end of the deal. Well, I mean, uh, Bitcoin started out with, um, you know, with, with the dark web and people were using it for nefarious yeah, reasons right. and stuff like that. And it grew. It, it got yeah. to the point where, you know, it, it, it shook. I mean, a, a lot of people don't realize this, but it, it has shook that kind of persona. Mm-hmm. And now it's a viable currency. Mm-hmm. So what is it? Bitcoin, which means a bit um, is just a piece okay. of uh, a coin is a coin. Is this a piece of a coin? It's uh, not a for real thing, right? Well, it's it's this is what it is. In the, in the, in the least common denominator, right. Bitcoin is a digital currency. Gotcha. What it does okay. is it allows two parties to have a transaction with no middleman. In other words, there's no bank involved. Really? And it's it's really that simple. Um, but where it's different from a traditional transaction is if you think about a bank, bank keep they, they keep records of these transactions, right? Mm-hmm. And 
essentially they keep these transactions, this record, in a centralized database. Mm -hmm. But Bitcoin and the other cryptos, the records are decentralized. And what that means is the records reside simultaneously. Think about like a spreadsheet Mm -hmm. on thousands of computers all over the world. These computers are owned by regular people like me, okay, who have made the investment in this equipment. And what we do with our equipment is we just put them online and we process all of these transactions. Okay, I, I don't process a transaction. All I'm doing is I'm leasing computer equipment to the network to process these transactions. Huh. And in return, they pay me in Bitcoin. And the other awesome thing about Bitcoin and all of the other, or most of the other major cr- cryptocurrencies is that you can hold them and you can trade them like a stock. You know, I, you know, I've, oh, really? doing the Bitcoin, I've been doing the Bitcoin thing for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, when it was much cheaper, and if you buy and hold just like you would a stock, and it starts to go through the roof, you're the benefactor of that yeah. just like you would with a stock. Keep in mind, of course, it could always go down, and you yeah. could lose sure. like you would in a stock. Yeah. But those are, those are the things. Now, now, here's the thing. The reason why it works and why Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Okay. And the reason for that is because of the security implications of it. Okay. Now, I'm not saying anybody should hack a bank, but it would be easier feasibly to hack a centralized bank than it would be to hack tens of thousands of decentralized ledgers or computers on a network. And that's why the 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 thought about where Bitcoin and the rest of these cryptos are going in the future, that's one of the reasons why so many people are bullish. They're bullish mm-hmm. because of the technology, which is called blockchain, behind the cryptocurrencies. Hmm. I'm just, let me know if I'm thinking correctly, because I'm one of the uninitiated. When you're talking about this, I'm thinking, isn't this kind of like, to draw a parallel, me taking my cash and putting it under my mattress and just holding it there in my own kind of abeyance so that I don't have to put it into the bank. So people don't have to mess with my money back and forth as they might through the bank. Is that what I'm thinking correctly? Is you holding on to your own money and then moving it like you want to move it? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, but it, it, it is what you said. But in addition to that, it has the ramifications of you putting your money into a stock or a bond or a mutual gotcha. fund. Gotcha, gotcha, right, right, right. Okay, you know, right. you put your money into Microsoft, say, for example, yeah. you can't. You can't touch the stock. You can't feel it. You can't look. I mean, you can look at it online, but essentially it's, you, you put money into the stock. And, of course, you know, as, as far, you know, cryptos are not stocks. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, stock, don't get me wrong. Stocks are relegated. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a whole system behind that, whereas cryptos are still kind of the wild, wild west. So now if you bought a crypto Bitcoin, Mm-hmm. And today, it's, uh, the, the headline says it's worth $40,000. What, what does that mean? You paid 10 bucks for it uh, three years ago. Now it's worth 40. How's it, how's it jump in value from whatever the base was to what it is today? Well, there's several things that drive that. I mean, it, it, excitement about, it, n- n- number one, it's based 
on a viable technology. That's right. what most people don't understand. Mm-hmm. And people like me, okay, I'm, I'm really, I'm, a, I'm an IT guy, and I, I'm an IT guy in security, and I mm-hmm. see the security ramifications mm-hmm. about how this technology can be used, right. you know, decentralized from a security standpoint. So people are bullish on it for that reason. Um, little by little, it starts to get more and more attention. I mean, several years ago, um, I think it was Subway started saying that you know Subway restaurants yeah. they said they were going to they were going to start taking Bitcoin. Really? And just little by little, companies started you know putting their uh, you know their their positive yeah. you know you know it started to shed its its uh, its uh, what do you call it dark web thing. And then mm-hmm. last year, PayPal embraced it, right? And that right. was kind of a that. big thing. And yeah. now you've got a situation. What what I think is driving it recently is you've got demand at this point um, from the big dogs, the institutional buyers like uh, Morgan Stanley and J.P. Morgan Chase. Gotcha. They're starting to talk about it. It's starting to make the news on CNBC more and more and more. Huh. Um, I think these guys are buying it. It's, it's really it's, it's a good hedge bet against inflation uh, because unlike cash, where they can just print more and more of it, um, there is a fixed number. There's 21 million Bitcoin that will ultimately be available, period. And, and then that's it. They won't make any more. So it's got a finite number attached to it, which helps its value. I mean, with cash, I mean, hey, we need more cash. We just print more cash. Mm-hmm. Um, right so I think I think those combinations are why it's it's really, really on the steam at this point. And, and really, it's just been in the news a lot. And, and, you know, I don't know any more than anybody else why mm-hmm. it's gone for 20000 to 40000 in the last month. Yeah. Um, but, but I can tell you, I'm loving the ride. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so now, Steve Schwartz is the young man's name. He's just a guy who got, uh, well, got me turned on to him from my uh, best friend. And so, in finality... Just for this particular point in time. Well, two questions. Number one, can I call you back again? I've got more questions. We just bring of you course. on at various of points course. in time. Okay, of course. That's and good. I do have I do have a YouTube channel that that I would I I've got a whole bunch of more information. I've got somewhere like twenty twenty five uh, YouTube videos where I go through all this. And my whole my whole slant on this is that this is not my profession. Yeah. Um, I'm an right. IT guy who tries to take yeah. really complex jargon and and try to distill it down to where you know regular folks can understand it. People can get to your YouTube site and study what your enlightenment is, and from that, garner something that might be productive for them. Right? Oh, absolutely. All absolutely. Right. What's the YouTube site? So it's a short. It's a shortened. It's a Bitly address, which is a shortened address. And what I've done is I've distilled it down to just my crypto videos, right. and it's Bitly. It's b i t dot l y. So bit dot uh-huh. slash crypto Steve c r y p t o Steve, Crypto Steve. All right, Crypto Steve. That's your that's your new name when you come on that's, the show, man. That's my new name when I go on. And, and and my my YouTube channel. I'm I'm an automotive guy too, and, yeah. and I make a lot of videos about my Chevy Tahoe. I'm a horsepower junkie to the hell. Nice. And uh, my my YouTube channel is actually called Tahoe Steve. So if, oh, really? uh, if you're driving okay. in the car and you can't remember that Bitly yeah. address, just uh, do a do a YouTube search for Tahoe Steve, and then then you can distill down to the uh, the playlist that I have on crypto. I, I make YouTube videos about way too many things. Yeah. Um, I break every rule in the book when it comes to YouTube, but uh, I got a lot of different interests. Just real real quick, man, where do you get these bitcoins? Do you go to a bank to to buy this stuff, or how how's that play? That's, that's an excellent question. Uh, <laughs> 
in the beginning, it was very, very difficult. But now we have exchanges, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency exchanges. It's, it's like it's the equivalent of a TD, America, uh, TD Ameritrade or a stock. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the biggest one, I guess, at this point is one called Coinbase, C-O-I-N-B-A-S-E. You can go to Coinbase. Uh, it's much, much safer now than it was five years ago. Yeah. Um, you can go to Coinbase.com and open up an account there. You can, you can, you know, dump a few dollars in there, and uh, you can exchange that for Bitcoin or Ethereum or uh, Litecoin. And there's, you know, Bitcoin is not the only player out there. There, there are several others out there yeah. too. Um, but, but keep in mind, um, I'm not a financial advisor. Right. And right, right. Uh, consult with your financial advisor before sure. you're doing anything. And this stuff is risky, so be careful. Nice qualifier on that. Steve Schwartz is the young man's name. I'm gonna call you back on this stuff, man, because this is growing. And, man, to be able to have a guy like you who knows this stuff because you've done this stuff, and then you're not saying, go to my website and give me $50 and I'll get you in and all this kind of stuff. It's just a guy who can help through the use of the YouTube channel, man. That's fantastic. Yep. Bravo. I, I love helping people. I love helping people understand complex technical uh, yeah. uh, concepts that, that most people just they just shake their head at because they don't think that they can figure it out. But in reality, when you distill it down to its least common denominator, it's not really that hard. Buddy, I appreciate you jumping on Smash Daily here, man. I appreciate right. it. Dig the Smash. Anywhere. The Smash Daily Podcast. SmashDaily.com. Kids spending most our lives living in the Bankster's paradise. Kids spending most our lives living in the Bitcoin paradise. Tell me why are we so blind to see? I want everyone to please start learning about a new financial system. This system is called Bitcoin. Smash Daily is everywhere. Because I is where you's at. Smashdaily.com. Just a real quick reminder. If you're a working person, man, woman, or beast, and you need the materials you need to make that project work for you, whether it's just a simple home project or you're a contractor doing all kinds of stuff somewhere, the way I've been doing it here since 1941 in the River Bend, Fisher Lumber, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, Fisher Lumber. And I was with Ed Fisher yesterday. We were just talking about asking about this uh, whole thing started up back in 1941. He's telling me about his great, 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 great grandfather. And uh, he was just buddies with a guy, skeet shooters. And... One guy asked the other, hey, you want to buy this? Ed said, sure. And so they bought the property, turned it into lumber uh, big. And now, since 1941, celebrating 80 years in the business, 80 years serving the river bend, come March 1st, Fisher Lumber. You can find them, of course, at Fisher, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, FisherLumber.com. And when you do, lumber on, my man. Because you got yourself anything you need in the way of lumber. That's whether you need trusses because you're putting up a new roof. That's whether you need hardwood flooring if you're doing that. If you're putting up railings, they got the wood railings. They got trim around the the windows and doors. They got all that. They got every since 1941. They've been supplying 
the whole river bend with everything the river bend needs, like I said. Whether you're just doing a home project or whether you're doing a contracting job for somebody or whether you're building houses in some humongous subdivision you're developing, you can always count on the right materials. You can always count on the right, I call them elements because it takes different elements to put together a whole project and make it come to its fruition. The right tools and the right expertise because those folks over there at Fisher Lumber, they know their stuff and you get with them. And they will set you up appropriately so that you got the right thing coming your way, zippity doo dah, zippity a. And the beauty is, let's say you're buying all the big stuff because you're putting up trusses, let's say. They deliver all that stuff. You don't have to worry about delivering. They deliver all that stuff. You tiling your roof, they will put all the tiles on top of your roof so you don't have to climb the ladder with tiles and bring them up to your roof. They cover you like that. That's one of the reasons. They've been in business since 1941 here in the River Bend and growing all the time. Because when they first started, it was one place. Now, of course, they're across from the from the East Alton uh, Fire Department. But when you look up and down the street, block upon block upon block, upon, that's all Fisher Lumber since 1941. Check them all out at Fisher, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, Fisher Lumber. Dot com. Power to the people. Yep. Power to the people. Come on, come on, come on. Power to the people. Real. Power to the people. Mm-hmm. Power to the people. Power to the people. Smash with you right here. I tell you what, whenever you hear power to the people, you know, it's time for Mark Kaysen to come on. So I'm dialing up Mark Kaysen right now. I got some things to talk to you about. Because personal opinion, it's just me. And I understand these folks who stormed the Capitol, they did bad. They did wrong. They should be punished. But you know, the crazy part about it is you never, never heard, you never heard. And I mean, you know, the, and... I understand you got the right and you the left and you got the, the straddlers of the fence like me. And I never heard, though, of uh, any of these folks who burned down Kenosha, Wisconsin. I never heard of any of these folks that uh, set fire to Portland. I, I never heard any of these folks who took over Seattle. Never heard of anything that they got punished for and or with. Because they got this guy who has the horns, you know, is wearing the horns, kind of like, a, I don't know, what do they call them, an old Viking type of helmet or something like that. Although the Vikings, I don't know if you've ever watched the Vikings, what are they, on the History Channel? They had some cool outfits, so those guys. 
they had some cool headdress. This guy was just, uh, you know, some guy from Phoenix. And he's wearing his horns. Red, wine, blue face paint. And he's, you know, ranting up a storm and everything. As you want to do if you're storming something. And so they find him. They bust him. Because, you know, people tell on people in that situation. Hey, uh, you know, you were standing on this side of the barricade and... You didn't come on this side of the barricade where the real trouble was. So we're just going to let you go. But before you go, is there any way you can let us know who these people, these people, these people, these people are? And uh, if you do, then they let you go. If you can't let them know who those people are, then they may not let you go immediately. <laughs> That's the way it plays. Problem is, there ain't no punishment. Ain't no punishment. This guy, I can't remember his name, don't matter. Guy wearing the horn headdress. <sighs> they tried to make him as one of the faces of the crazy who followed the crazy president into the streets and into the Capitol. Well, first of all, it was easy to get into the Capitol. You see the, the, the videos of that? There may be 30 cops around the whole Capitol. And the rest was just some of these little steel barricades. Like you see at concerts where they get you in a line as far as buying tickets and checking in is concerned. Then they patch you down and do their own kind of feely-feely. I know what's going on. Don't worry about me. I ain't been in this business this long and I know what's going on. So, anyway... They find out who this guy is, the guy with the horns, and some other guys. And uh, winds up, he is uh, some guy from Phoenix, Arizona. I should have known. I lived there three years. But he was a shaman. He is a shaman. Say, what is a shaman? Smash, you're a showman. Well, thank you very much. He's a shaman. I don't really kind of want to... Be talking about what a shaman is since I really kind of don't know. But let me ask, Madam Brainiac, what, what is a shaman? Let's see what Madam Brainiac says. Okay, she's not talking to me, but you know, that's, that's just between a man and a woman. Nothing you can do. So this guy's a shaman. Okay. <laughs> I'm a shaman too, daggone it. I'll squeeze the shaman every once in a while. But that's just a physical thing with me. Now, he's a shaman, so he eats only organic. So they arrest this dude, and they thought he was on a hunger strike. Well, he's not on a hunger strike. He's not eating because he only eats organic. He ain't eating the pork and beans that are feeding you in jail. I love pork and beans, by the way. I love it. I ain't saying I want to go to jail, but I love pork and beans. Whew. Anyway. He's not eating the pork and beans. So his mom is over there. She's crying and everything. My son is a shaman. He only eats organic. So you know what they did? <laughs> As Mellencamp once said, ain't that America? For you and me, ain't that America something to see, baby? Ain't that America? Home of the free. Well, okay. We're putting you in jail. And yes, we're going to feed you organic. Here is 
20 years worth of trail mix. Enjoy your incarceration experience. So that's what the deal is. The guy was uh, on a hunger strike, but it wasn't a hunger strike. He just only eats organic food. That's like range-fed chicken and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. That's like fish that's caught by hand as opposed by with hooks. You know, like folks out here, you know, into the waters of the mighty Mississippi, they're going down deep into the dark. They're putting a hand down there and they're grabbing catfish, putting their hands in the mouth of the catfish and boom, the catfish bites down. Catfish got some bite. You don't get bit by a catfish. You ever been bit? I, that's why I like going over to Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill, giving me some catfish. Kind of getting back at them for biting on me when we were, you know, doing all that mud daubing we was doing. But that's all right. So anyway, this guy is going to jail. But they're going to feed him organic. <laughs> that's a problem. Ain't no punishment. In the old days, we got punished. Did something that was wrong. Something that was inappropriate. We got punished. Nobody gets punished no more. I just talking about this guy over here. How about the people who took over Seattle? They didn't get punished. Nothing happened to them. When it ended, it ended. Everybody went home. But prior to that, for about three weeks, they ruled downtown Seattle and ruined businesses, ruined lives. Nobody got punished for that. On the left, well, this guy gets... His granola on the right, they ain't getting punished either. And he, to some, will become a martyr, become a hero, whatever the correct word is. And round and round and round it goes. It's like the Temptations once sang, ball of confusion. Round and around and around it goes. Where is going to stop? Nobody knows. It's a ball of confusion. Melvin Franklin hit the, the low notes, ball of confusion. Because you knew, as like maybe, who was that? Eddie Kendrick was handling the high notes. Well, when you heard, ball of confusion, you knew the world was a ball of confusion. That's what's going on today. Hey, hey. I thought I threw that on because this is the anniversary of the founding of Motown Records. So anyway, this is going on with that guy. I got me one of them uh, helmets with the horns coming out of it. A real one. I ain't talking about some little plastic job. A real one with actual horns. This dude had long horns coming out of his. I just use it for costumery. This guy was using it to be seditious. Say, so smashing, what is seditious? I'm going to try one more time. No, she's not talking to me again. Well, pay your, pay your phone bill, Sir Smashing. Hey! Madam Brainiac, what is the meaning of seditious? She ain't talking to me. Can you believe that? I'm a nice guy. I done nothing to her. All right, I was late. I was supposed to pick her up. I was late. I didn't think I had to apologize. She's a phone. But the machines rule. It's man versus machine as far as this show is concerned. Smash with you right here. Ain't nothing you can do about it. You just keep on rolling with it. Rolling on the river. 
All right, I'm going to come on over here. Take care of business. Come on and close it up. Because like the song says, what a day this has been. What a rare mood I'm in. Why it's almost like being in love. That's right, that's right, that's right. That's right, that's right. Power to the people. Right on, right on, right on. Six foot one, weighing <laughs> no. five, cranking out the jams and running his route. Everybody knew he didn't play no crap. The smash, the smash, big bad smash. Smash, smash, digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash. I'm thinking to myself, somebody, I have to stop by CVS or Walgreens or somewhere. I got a little, just on the side, like right above my temple. I don't know how come I, I got a little pimple. In the old days, we put Noxema on them. I don't know if they make Noxema anymore. I ain't heard of Noxema in years. That's what we used to use. So anybody know, you can uh, email me at smash at wbgzradio.com. Let me know what I could use for a pimple that's on the above the temple of a 71-year-old. Sheesh. Sheesh. Maybe it's from something I ate. I don't know. Makes me feel young again, I'll tell you that. Don't squeeze it. This is my new closing theme song. I love that King Cole. Love it. Nat. What a day this has been. Yep. What a rare mood I'm in. Come on. Why it's almost like being in love. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's a smile on my face For the whole human race Why it's almost like being in love All the music of life seems to be Like a bell that is ringing for me And from the way that I feel When that bell starts to peal I would swear I was falling Swear I was falling Why it's almost like being in love Certainly hope you enjoyed some of this today If not all of it I tell you for me it's almost like being in love Have yourself a good one Whatever that one happens to be Until tomorrow I am G-O-H-N gone So gone I was not even here Nat King Cole all the music of life seems to be yes, do. like a bell that is ringing for me. And 
from the way that I feel When that bell starts to peel I would swear I was falling